on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. Hello, this is Trevor Brookin, and you're listening to the West Ham Way here on Phoenix FM. Welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself, Dave Walker and Kevin Slade from Sex, Drugs and Colton Cole, alongside serial YTK blogger, XWHU employee. West Ham United, one of the most consistently inconsistent sides in football, missed another opportunity to finish the weekend in seventh place after a disappointing result away to Bournemouth. And with Wolves and Liverpool to come, could we be sitting outside the top ten after 25 games? It's the FA Cup first though, and how seriously will the gaffer take the game against Wimbledon? Uh, will you from fringe players get a chance? Should they get a chance? And of course, Marko Anoltovic, uh, it's been an interesting week for him, but what does a short to mid-term future look like for the Austrian? X will be giving us exclusive news and views before ending the show with questions from our collective followers from social media. That's all coming up over the next hour. X, watching West Ham this season, I think is a bit like watching a roulette wheel at the casino. Uh, you never really know where it's going to land. And after a brilliant result against Arsenal, we followed that with a really disappointing result against Bournemouth. Why didn't it go away again on Saturday, mate? Um, <laughs> I just don't really know where to start, to be honest with you. It was like the classic, like you said, inconsistent West Ham performance. That performance mirrored, you know, Burnley. It wasn't as bad as Burnley, but it mirrored that, you know, Brighton, all the other various results throughout the season where a great win against Arsenal has been undermined by a, a poor performance against Bournemouth. I think the, the main thing for me, which was lacking from the performance, was any kind of threat in the final third. You know, we didn't have our first shot until the 80th minute I really did feel that Andy Carroll just didn't fit the system or style of play unfortunately and we just did and you know you can criticise him for that but you can also criticise the players that are providing for him you know you know what his strengths are it's the ball in the box in the air if you don't play to those strengths then he's not going to play well so it's not just a direct criticism of him it's a criticism of the players that are supplying him with the ball as well mm. and the trouble is Kev I mean me and you have especially have, have given a lot of support to Andy Carroll but he didn't have his, his finest hour against Bournemouth, did he? Which was, uh, which was a tough one, really. Well, 20, 21 years ago, uh, Samessi Abu uh, put the ball over the bar on the line against Man United. That was probably the worst miss I've ever seen in my life mm. up until Andy Carroll's uh, miss on Saturday. But, you know, as you both know, I'm a massive fan of Carroll. And like you said, X, like, he's just... I feel sorry for him because at the moment he's the only, pl- he's the only striker at the club that wants to be there. Clearly, he's the mm. only striker that wants to be there at the moment. Yeah. And I feel really sorry for him because he's got six months to go on his contract. You know, he's been ravaged by injuries and he always gives 110%, but it's the system that's failing him. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that miss was awful. But just before that, literally, literally right before it, Antonio's mm. was just mm. as bad. And, you know, that's what I mean about that sort of composure and clinicalness. It's just, just really, really lacking. And, um, yeah, it, it was just a really disappointing display. I don't know what it is with Bournemouth. We seem to have real constant issues. It's going to be a that. banana skin for us, yeah. Yeah. Bournemouth. It's very true. And obviously, now they've done a double over us, which is quite frustrating. Mm. But it's interesting to talk about the Antonio chance because... Mm. If that wouldn't have happened with Carroll, we'd all be tearing our hair out talking about Antonio's miss. Yeah. But I think that was overshadowed by Carroll's miss. Mm. And, and do you know what? Listen, I have to say categorically, that was a bad, bad miss from Andy Carroll when he should have scored it. Of course mm. he should have. However, however, 
I think, like most of the fans, he probably expected Antonio to put that away. Yeah. Then it came to him quite quickly. He had to take it on his weaker foot. Mm. The keeper dived at quite a decent height mm. and there were two players on the line. So he had to put it in the roof of the net, yeah. which he didn't do. And he should have done. But because of what I've just said, was it the worst miss in the history of the game? I don't think it was. But obviously it's the main talking point of what happened. And it's a shame because we're talking about the same player that scored that goal against Crystal Palace at home. Mm. So this isn't like we get yeah. we get it from a donkey Andy Carroll week in, week out. It was just a bad day for him and everyone, to be fair. Because it's not as if we went and won, on, won the game 3-2 or we lost 2-1 and if Andy would have scored it, it was just poor all round. But one thing that I, I do want to touch upon, and, and you know, I suppose... Um, a grey area at West Ham at the moment is Marko Anoltovic, but I do want to ask you how much you're going to cover in your Quite section. Right, okay, so literally just to, to use him to make a point mm. rather than going to in-depth discussion. The really frustrating thing about Saturday was we had to change a system, probably because... Marco Anoltovic wasn't playing. Is well, that fair to say or not? Well, the, the thing was, he was, he'd been training all week up until... Um, well, no, he trained on Thursday. No, wait, well, I'm getting losing. Yeah, I'm losing track of the days. Right, so he trained all week, and it was the Thursday. Yes, the Thursday when he was told. But I might as well say it now. I can say a bit different in my section. He was told, "Look, we are. We want to keep you till the summer. We can't get any replacements at this point, and none of the Chinese clubs have offered what we value you at." And then he kicked up a massive fuss because of that, and then. <sighs> It depends who you want to believe on this, and I'm just going to leave it at that, but the club's official line what is that Pellegrini then, because of his reaction, and he hadn't been perhaps applying himself as well as he could have done in training, made the decision that he wasn't going to play him on Saturday. I do believe throughout the week, though, the intention was to play him, which backs up your point that, yes, probably a last-minute change of system didn't help us at all. And not forgetting as well, on last week's show, we had the debate about Anoltovic mm -hmm. and which made you famous it did yeah <laughs> I know yeah <laughs> super fan <laughs> super fan <laughs> <laughs> if Daily Star is definition of fame these days blue super dry yeah, 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 yeah. everything's we're, super these days we're not worthy <laughs> <laughs> hang on a minute I was going to save this till later oh. <laughs> Superman theme <laughs> I can't hear it there you go I might use that once or twice throughout the show what was now. it <laughs> listen back to the show after and you'll we, hear was it Superman um, okay. but, but um, but no, going back to, to Arnie, we said this on last week's show, and the argument on social media was, well, look, he's still trained, he's still prepared to play. And I said on last week's show, that's because the club haven't told him that he can't go. Yeah. Watch what happens when they tell him he's got to stay. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, they've told him that, and yeah, contrary to who you believe, he isn't playing and he isn't available against Bournemouth. Mm. And I can't imagine Pellegrini would not want to pick his best player. Yeah, and also... It doesn't make any sense. And also, look at Onoltovic as a character, yeah, as a person. Exactly. And he's got form. Let's be honest, it's obvious. He, he's, he said, look, I don't want to create a fuss. The manager's probably said this is bad PR. Let's just say, let's just sweep it under the carpet and we'll make out that... Of course, there's a legitimate reason for you not and playing. And that's what a top manager would do. The manager would deflect, regardless of the player, would try and deflect any attention from him. And you're right, if he was available, inverted commas, for selection, even if you didn't want to play him because you didn't think his mind was right, stick him on the bench to save mm. the hassle of all that was going to inevitably come from him not playing. So, yeah, I think you can... Uh, there's the official line and then there's probably the reality. I, I mean, I don't know about you two. I mean, you know, we did say we're not going to go into an in-depth discussion about this, but I, I just want him out of the club. I don't care how good he is, I don't care if he's our best player, I just I just want him out now. Because mm. he's rocked the boat. Look what happened with Pye. All right, slightly different situation. 
but we can't have this year after year at West Ham anymore. Someone throw their toys out of the pram and this... I just want him out. Almost, though. No player's bigger than the club, mate. No, I, I want him out. I agree, but almost in some ways to try and give us more of a, a stance against this happening in the future. We almost need to keep him, but just stick him in the reserves or whatever. Yeah. Like, like mm. Because otherwise it looks like the minute the player does cause a drop, they get what they want. So it's almost like, you know, like you know, if you're with your children, if you're out with them and they want, I don't know, something from the shop and they go, oh, I want it, and they start crying and crying, if you then give in every time, they're just going to cry mm. every time, aren't they? So you almost just need to have that. You need to stop stance. eating them, mate. I've noticed that recently. When they contribute more than anything else. Um, but do you know what? On that point, the thing with <laughs> the thing with Volnovich is. Uh, Initially, right, my, my first reaction was, right, stick him in the reserves, and if he, if, he, if he refuses to train, refuses to play, do him for gross misconduct and don't pay his wages. And then prove a point to the, the, the football world that West Ham ain't going to be taken for granted and ain't going to be, you know, have, li have liberties taken out of us, right? However, that's my initial reaction from my heart. But thinking about it, and you've got to take a step back to think about this, this is a really difficult scenario that we're in because oh, yeah. there's no right answer well where there isn't because mm. let's say we do that right the million dollar question is if we stick him in the reserves and alright don't pay his wages but don't get a transfer fee for him and he's in the reserves for the season to prove a point we are then left with Andy Carroll who is unreliable at the best of times fitness wise Hernandez Will he stay? Will he, will he not? I don't know. How consistent will he be? I don't know. Lucas Perez isn't good enough, in my opinion. So the million-dollar question is, does the club have enough money to go out and buy a replacement for Arnie whilst Arnie's still at the club? Because if we don't, we're very right up for the rest of the season. Right. So, or, or do we just do we just hold our hands up and say, look, it's modern day football. Players have more power than the club. Let's take the money. We'll make. We'll, we will at least make our money back including the money that we've given to Stoke, um, and wipe our mouths and, and get a replacement and carry on. Yeah, yeah, but the trouble with that is, if we if we give him what he wants, say, for example, a pay rise, which, I mean, you can enlighten us on this in your section, maybe. If he wants a pay rise wants more money, we give it to him. What's to say he won't do a pie and do the same thing again next season? I want another pay rise. And the thing I want is, another new contract. The pay rise, Where do you draw the line? Yeah, and yeah the pay, I said that last week. And the it's pay rise same. that we could give him would not mirror what they would get in China. So, no. like, he's, it's never going to make him happy because he thinks, right, you know, even if he gets another 50 grand on his weekly salary, it's going to be half of what he'd be earning in China anyway. So, it's never going to make him entirely happy. I mean, the thing, I guess, the best way you can hope for this to happen is for there to be no bid from a Chinese club or any club that we can categorize say look we have had no bid there is nothing we can do you've got to now for the rest of the season show how good you are by playing scoring regularly playing well and then hopefully a top club will come in for you and pay you that for that for you in the summer because you have no other choice that's the ideal situation I think what we've got to face is our an out of it I mean the chances of him being a West Ham player um, next season I guess are next to nothing but the key is keeping him uh, or getting someone to replace him to the summer. Now, I think the club, ideally, would like us to be able to get the £50 million offer in from China um, and then go and spend that £50 million probably on Maxi Gomez. I think he's got a release clause so he could trigger it or something like that. But 
it won't happen until we've got that money and, and we don't have that money unless an out of it goes so it's you know it's all dominoes as always but I, you know I think I think everyone's accepting that an out of it is always going to do that he's done it ever since he's been at the club he's done it at Stoke he's just that type of person now if you want to look for a balance of arguments and I'm not saying I agree with this but I'm just saying it you know he he has got issues as has his brother um, financially he is doing possibly not the right way but possibly if you had an issue financial issue as did your I don't know your, your brother you know you might look at a quick solution to, to well get I think a, my quick solution mm. would be get him help for that final for, for that financial situation yeah, but the help being the solution is get a new move change your job more money more problems mate yeah but the, the, mm. the, that's right I mean the, the thing is that, that's that's not the, that's not the answer and obviously we've got to be careful what we say but mm. more money is not the answer and, and I'm, I'm trying to think of how to word this but it, it you know it's like managed properly it, 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 yeah but then surely part of that management comes with help in the he first needs place. both, yeah. He, yeah. Needs, he needs the money and he needs someone but, to tell him how to... But, but if he gets the help, how can 150 grand a week not be enough for anyone? Because the scale of the money he needs, you know, you might earn whatever, 10 grand a week, but if your debts are 30 grand, or 30 grand then it's not enough, is it? It's all proportionate. Yeah, but again, we've got to be careful about what we say. But there's ways around it. There's plans. You can, like, you know, you can have like plans and stuff. I know. No, look, I, I don't agree with what I'm saying. The bottom line is, he's greedy and he wants more money. That's it. That's yeah, it all boils down to that. Yeah, yeah that is one of the factors. Obviously, he's greedy. He's been greedy in the past. His greediness has got him into the position that he is in now. But I guess this is a salute, uh, a quick, a quick so fix solution for him now. Look, I don't defend Adeltovich at all. I'm disgusted with what he's done. I find it incredibly frustrating that him and Paye in such quick succession have done very similar things. It does always seem to be that it happens to West Ham. It is frustrating, but, you know, there's always two sides to everything, isn't there, sir? Mm, there really is. It's, um, it's so frustrating, but, but realistically, unless he goes to China, he's not going to get the money he wants, is he? No, he's not. I mean, look, look the difference is he's on about 105000 a week at West Ham, plus bonuses, which probably takes him up to about maybe 130. Uh, his basic contract is going to be about 350 a week in China. You know, that's a per percentage wise, that's hugely different. And that is the equivalent of me, let's say I'm in a £30,000 job, suddenly getting a £90,000 job. It, you know, and while she'd like to think I would be loyal to my employer, it's human nature to not be slightly turned by that. Now, the worst thing about it is, is that his brother has actively got done all he can to get this offer and all he can to unsettle now to which, So he's the equivalent, I guess, of my wife calling up every single company and touting me to get that money and then saying, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to not do my best for my current employer, etc. So there is more to it. But, you know, triple your salary. Yeah, but... And their careers are very short-lived as well. They retire at 35, roughly. Yeah, it leaves mm. a bit of taste, though because Pyatt played the best football of his career with us yeah. and Anatovic has gone on to do the same thing. I don't care mm -hmm. what anyone says. So had Anatovic not found the form that he's had under West Ham, would 
teams from China be coming in with 35 to 50 million? No, they Probably wouldn't. Probably not. But then that leaves a bit of taste in our uh, mouth. Yeah, 100% as a West Ham fan, it does. But then the, the same the owners, thing. I feel sorry for them as well. Yeah, everyone, everyone connected to it. The players, everyone is awful. But again, I can go back to it. You know, if you'd done really well at your current job and then you'd done so well there, then another company offers you to treble your wage. Yeah, thank you to that job, but you're still going to be. Yeah, tempted. but there's ways and means of There is, there is, so, definitely. That's what it comes down to. I don't think there's any West Ham fans out there that are saying we mm. hate Arnautovic because he's going for more money. Mm. That they, They've got, a, myself included, have got a problem with the way that he's handled it because... Yeah, definitely. It, because you know what? If, if a player leaves West Ham and they want to leave West Ham for more money, I think we'd wish him the best. If they leave West Ham and they want to go and win trophies, genuine opportunity to win trophies, I think we'd wish him the best. You know, we did it with we Rio, we've done it with yeah. Tevez, you, mm. you name it. But if they want to leave, and in the process of leaving, they want to disrespect the football club, mm. we are going to have a problem with it, and we ain't going to wish them the best. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the fans react to Marco Anoltovic yeah. when, he, when he first runs yeah. on the pitch. Um, because I, I, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting one, because I've, I've kind of been a little bit confused as to the level of support he's had so far, but I think it's wearing thin. And, and, and my personal take on it is if he suddenly turns a corner and he gives 110% in training, 110% on the pitch, and he starts scoring goals, you know, I'm not going to be one to boo him, no. but all emotional attachment is gone for me. So the, 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 the trust is gone. Like, I feel empty when it comes to Marco Novich. If he scores, I'll cheer because it's West Ham that are scoring. But for me, th there's no there's no uh, affection. With, yeah, with, with, he's burnt that bridge. Crossed arms and kissing about get out. Yeah, like, I don't want to see him do that again. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean definitely, I agree with you. He's, he's really affected my opinion of him as well. But let's just say again, I'm just throwing it out there. Ninety yeah. second minute, nil nil, and now to reach thirty yard screamer against Wolves, one nil. Liverpool at home gets two goals we win 2-1 yeah. what's your feelings after yeah, yeah, that yeah but well done mate you've, you've done your job you've done what the well, he's done his job to do. exceptionally well to do that well, well yeah but then again it comes down to well, any other player that does that for West Ham it's a unity it's a unity of connection between the fans the player and the club but one one of that one cog in that wheel is broken for me. Mm. So you're going to have the connection between the fan and the club, seeing a fantastic goal, getting three points, fantastic. But now the goal scoring becomes irrelevant, other than scoring the goal. The emotional part mm. of that for me is is gone. Mm. Yeah. It's gone because he doesn't care about a football club. I know, but then I would argue. And he ain't going to stay. He's going to try and engineer a move. He doesn't want anything to do with West I would Ham. argue. Again, I'm doing this for the benefit of radio here. Please don't. I want to donate. Go on Twitter and see a load of abuse. I'm just offering an alternative Last opinion. Exactly. Well, that's it. But <laughs> let's be honest. Why would, why would an Austrian who has had no affiliation to West Ham be loyal to West Ham? If I went and played in Austria, would I be loyal to Salzburg or whatever there? Vienna? Well, probably not. Because I don't have any connections. So they don't mean anything to me. I'd be more in Interested, I guess if I'm retiring at 35 and I've got money issues to go to China then care about yeah, yeah but again it all comes down to the mm. same point right it's like Carlos Tevez was from, from Argentina mm. West Ham fans adored him yeah but it's no absolute given right that he's going to adore the football club and pledge the rest of his career to mm. West Ham. But because he handled the move in the right way, mm. we wished him the best. Yeah. The point, the bottom line point is he's handled it terribly yeah. and he's disrespected the football club in the process. I don't mm. expect Marko Anatovic to fall in love with West Ham. I don't expect Diop, Fabianski, yeah. any mm. overseas players, any English players that didn't grow up as a West Ham fan. I don't expect them to have the affection for West Ham. Mm. But I do expect them to have respect for the football club, whether they stay or go. Yeah. And that's what Anatovic hasn't done to a point where I don't want anything to do with him 
other than see him score goals for my football club. I want to use him to score football mm. club goals for my football club. Mm. That's it. Otherwise, mm. you stay or you go. It's up to you. Mm. And then when you go, someone will take your place. And I, and I will try and build a connection and a bond with that player, like fans have done for generations, having posters on their walls and, and idolises players like that. Until that player does the same as Arnie and then he'll, he'll be thrown away as well mm. and that's how football works mm. the trouble is though he'll go to China for a year and he'll be back again well, what, I will be back. what I think he hopes will happen is that he'll go to China for a year maybe two make enough money to himself completely and then a big club inverted commas nah. like Chelsea or Roma or whoever the ones linked with him are will come in and sign him and give him two years to try and win a trophy at a decent club like, uh, I mean I, 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 I'm I, disgusted with it now to which like you I agree with what you're both saying I really do I think he's handled it terribly I think that he always had potential to do this don't forget he joined West Ham by pretty much doing the same well, thing for Stoke yeah? mm -hmm. so we knew what we were getting the fact that him and Mark Hughes almost came to blows with each other because of it and then he went and shushed the Stoke fans when he scored for West Ham you know we knew what we were getting so it's like you know when a, a well, person done it at every club didn't he yeah exactly De Denver well. Bar walked out on his club to join us and then walked out on us as well and we could have signed him it, unfortunately the problem is we are not we're getting there but we are not a big enough club at this point for players to come to us and be happy if to stay if another big club comes yeah, in. But, yeah, but uh, again, I'm not being funny, mate. This could only ever happen to us because you look at his career. We've spoken about this a number of times on his show. He hasn't had like a dazzling career, has he, in football? No. All right, okay, he was on the he was on the books uh, uh, in at Milan, but I don't think he even kicked didn't the ball for him, did he? For them, really. That's what I'm saying. Werder Bremen, Stoke, West Ham, and let's have it right. I feel awful for saying this. I feel disgustingly dirty for saying this, but we're not a massive club. To us, we are. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But we're not a massive club. But that's what so I'm saying. So a mid-table club at West Ham, and he thinks he's going to get this huge, massive move to a top-four club. What's Marco and Alvarez achieved in football? Nothing. He wants to go because he's skin. Yeah, I know. That's but what uh, it boils down to. No, but that's what my point is. That's why he doesn't have that affiliation for West Ham because we're not a big club at this point. That's why if, like, China or whoever comes in, he doesn't think, oh, I'm at West Ham. It's so special. It's amazing. I, I hate saying it as well. But we're not at this point. We're getting there, but we're not... At at this point so he, like, even that element of loyalty isn't there yeah but I, don't, I see I don't even agree with that because I, what you're I think what you're saying is right in terms of you know players coming and, and maybe setting their own sights higher than West Ham I'm not disagreeing with that mm. but in the case of Marko Anoltovic this is purely down to money he doesn't genuinely believe in himself that he's going to retire and sit there and tell his kids about the time he won trophies in China. He's not dreaming at that moment. Oh, no, that's what, a joke. what he wants and what he needs is money. Yeah. And I'm convinced if West Ham, even before the Chinese club came in, sat him down and said, we want to give you 250 grand a week, I'm convinced he'd probably spend the rest of his career at West Ham. Yeah, I think yeah, he would. Yeah. And that's why his agent, that's why his agent, don't forget, this is not the first time suddenly linked with other clubs. About two months ago, he was supposedly going to Manchester United, wasn't he? In yeah. the summer, he was supposedly going to Manchester United and Chelsea. The reason, and I touched upon this in my section and, I, and I, in more detail, but the reason Anatovic is linked with all of these clubs is not because 
these clubs are interested in him is because his brother is saying it to talk sport and other mediums and they pick up on it. Honestly, this is what is happening with every player pretty much that West Ham has been linked with or um, are supposedly signing. It is all agent work. Agents rule the game at this point. His brother mm. is calling talk sport and literally saying everything and, and they report it and why wouldn't they? Because look how much mm. attention talk sport mm. got from it. Ultimately, papers and radio shows are judged upon listeners and hits and and so on. And so if, if this Anatovich thing, look how much press and stories have got come out of this. And his brother is exactly what he, his brother wants. He wants that to come out. So then clubs think, oh, Marco Anatovich, man. You know, look at Reese Oxford's agent. He's been linked with like what Manchester City, Manchester United, Barcelona, everyone during his career. You know, Nigel Riococa's agent to go back to him back in the day. He was supposedly when Arsenal, he left, yeah, Arsenal, Bayern Munich, AC Milan, you know, mm, and then he Man ended up joining, yeah, Man United, winch, yeah. he ended up joining Aston Villa, then playing for Bolton and going up to America and stuff. It's all agent talk and unfortunately, the way we are now with social media and all the coverage, that people like them lap it up and then the fans believe it and they've achieved what they want and they've blown something do, out do, of the... Do you know what? I mean, I know realistically this would probably never happen, but in terms of the, 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 the regulation and the model with football agents now I, I think it would be a, the football world would be a better place if they went footballers when they decided that they wanted to move or felt they might be forced out or whatever it is at that point in their career when they felt that they needed a change it would be nice if they could appoint a football agent on an ad hoc consultative basis mm. so deal by deal like yeah. for example if I need financial advice I haven't got a financial advisor on a contract. No. I'll Google financial advisor and I'll call him and I'll say, can we have a meeting? He'll yeah. charge me an hourly rate to have that meeting. And and then mm. conceptually, why can't a footballer do that to a group of regulated, approved football agents yeah. that they go to from a list and then say, um, let's have a meeting and if it's a goer, you are now going to represent me on this deal because yeah. that will stop all of the shit. Oh, oh sorry, the stirring, <laughs> the stirring in between. Sorry, Paul, the stirring in between. And to all listeners, yeah, yeah because then, then they wouldn't have these agents wouldn't have um, a, a motive to stir up players when they're in a contract to get them out rather than the players yeah. wanting to initiate The problem that. is agents in this world now are not just a financial consultant. They literally run the lives of the footballers. They like, even to the point, whilst you have a player liaison officer that does some of these things, you know, that a player will call his agent and say something like, oh, you know, I'm looking for car insurance, you know, what, um, what's the best car insurance you can get me? So they literally, they do everything Basically for that. Their PR. Yeah. yeah, they do, they get them their boot PA. deals, PA, yeah, them their boot deals, get them their public appearances. Right, then that's got to stop. Yeah, it the, won't ever. Some, no. Yeah, but it should do because some yeah, regulator has got yeah. to come in and say you're not allowed to do that anymore. If you want someone to do that, you pay a PA. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Do you know how much Aaron Ramsey's agent earned out of that Juventus deal? Has he actually joined Juventus then? Yeah, he signed a pre-contract. Does yeah. he? Jeez, yeah. I missed five, that. Five-year deal, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, he earned eight million. Really? His agent. Yeah, and it's supposed yeah. to be a free transfer. So really and truly, it's not really. Well, a free this is transfer, the thing with free transfers. They're never free transfers free anymore, anymore now. No, no. because the agent any transfer deal agents take a huge percentage of it million. yeah I mean this is it a signing on fee is always paid to an agent a percentage of the transfer fee is paid to an agent you look at when the Premier League or other uh, websites do an analysis of um, how much 
percentage clubs pays to agents in over the season it is huge huge and I'm telling you if you're a young person wanting to get into football and you're not a good enough footballer be an agent honestly because if you can get the right client you know if you ended up with a couple of players that end up playing for top clubs and all you need is one two big money transfer deals and you're sorted mm. for life yeah absolutely no it's very mm. true uh, right okay we're, we're running over for time now because as always with West Ham there's so much to talk about so I think we're going to miss not the next song the song after to try and buy some of that time back because uh, I think we need a break to de-steam ourselves mm. for a second but before we do that just very quickly Wimbledon in the FA Cup um should we use this as an opportunity to showcase some of the talent that so many people are talking about or should we outright play our best 11 available and just get the job done and be one game away from the quarterfinal? I think it needs to be a, uh, a blend, but a more stronger than weaker blend, yeah, if that yeah, makes sense. So there's obvious changes, like you can put Adrian in for Fabianski, for example, because a cup game, you know, Adrian should be good enough to play well in that. You can make, you know, who was on the bench at the weekend, I can't even think now, Obiang. Obiang was on the bench, wasn't he? He can come in. Mazaraku can come in for Cresswell. That's fine, but I don't want to see, you know, six youngsters in there, for example, maybe one, two, and a couple on the bench, but changes, but not ridiculous. Fredericks ones. can come in. Yeah, Fredericks for Zabaleta, you know, there's there's obviously Silva, would that, you would you give him a chance? Um no, because I think we've got technically an out of it, Carol, um, and there's Perez that could Antonio all do with, yeah all do with game time ahead of him I would say no I wouldn't mm. yeah I, well I totally agree with that I can't really add to yeah. it to be honest my mm. thoughts exactly same with you Kev yeah yeah no I totally agree uh, score predictions um, two nil. West we made it hard for ourselves. I met you again. Two yeah. nil. That's we made it hard for ourselves, didn't we? We yeah, did. Yeah, we did. And you can never be confident on any West Ham game. But I think I think we should have enough to be. Yeah, I'm going to go with two nil as well. Actually, yeah. wow. Mm. Triple agreement. But I always get nervous on FA Cup nights under the lights, away from home, on the telly. Yeah. I just think it's just it's 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 just. S scripted to be a giant kid. Well, that's why it's put on a Saturday night at 7.45 at yeah. prime time because yeah. people were expecting something to happen, yeah. possibly. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah, totally. Right, okay, after this, it's News and Views of X.
Politicians bugger me If you don't want me, set me free Exactly who I'm supposed to be Don't you know which clothes even fit me Come on and let me know Should I cool it or should I blow this week um sorry i was just reading things um right so good news i'm actually going to start with some good news so we're going to talk about and it's to do with injuries so that's this <laughs> this deserves some kind of sound effect shortly well, you, you sort of banned me from sound okay. effects so i'm not prepared now oh, okay. okay all right okay i'll give you a cheer Right, okay, that's no we more. We haven't heard now. this yet. Okay. No, no more. But <laughs> Manu- Manuel Lanzini made his first training session today. <laughs> no more. Now, no, okay. So he actually, he actually trained with the rest of the team. It was only for about the first kind of half hour to an hour doing sort of you know non-contact training. But he was actually running around. Then he went off and worked with the sort of personal. A fitness trainer that works on players coming back from injury and he um, he uh, uh, worked with Lanzini so he, that shows that probably it will take maybe two, three weeks before he starts to take part in training competitively so hopefully by the start of March end of February, start of March he could be available for selection so that's mm. hugely positive news. Yes. Well if, if MP can find a place for him to play yeah. I mean, that's a different conversation for a different show but, yeah, definitely. but good news all around that. Massively good news Ryan Fredericks is in line to play for Wimbledon that'll be fir- against Wimbledon so that'll be the first time we've seen him in a while and Altovic has trained all week um, so apparently um, he's been training fine his attitude has been uh, I guess a bit a bit with his head all over the place but he's still taking part and acting as if nothing has happened well, he wants to get respect. paid that's why yeah exactly yeah that is that <laughs> is the case yeah because he could be fine if he doesn't I don't know if you heard but Pires didn't make the selection of the for the Bournemouth game because he was t- the um, Pellegrini believed he wasn't training properly for the week before he hadn't applied himself very well and Silver had worked harder apparently he's raised his game a bit in training this week as well right in terms of transfers I've pretty 
much said everything in terms of Anatovic, but he's basically has been told that he, they want to keep him until the summer because there is no player available at the moment. There's no offer that's to the amount that we want. Bearing in mind, we have to pay 20% to Stoke um, on any profit we make from his previous transfer. And we also have to, um, apparently, and I heard I heard this, Sean Wetson said this, there's some other payment you have to make when another club, when another player moves to another country or something. So there's a lot more than just getting the money straight to us. Um, but that's where it is. Apparently, Anatovic was unhappy with that and he wants to leave as soon as possible. But if the offer doesn't come in, then the offer doesn't come in. And that, and that is the current situation. I don't think we should elaborate on it anymore. Um, I don't think there's going to be any major transfers unless Anatovic goes, basically. And it doesn't look like he's going to go at this point. Therefore, I don't think there's going to be any transfers. You know, there was talk came out in the Italian... A uh, newspaper that Balotelli that we'd made a last-minute bid to assign him to um, underneath, like you know, Marseille. We we're about to sign him. It was quite ironic, really, because I had about four or five people, supposedly ITK, tell me I was wrong and that Balotelli is definitely joining West Ham. Did the research with a bit of help from um, a close friend, and um, he um, he is. There was never any interest in Balotelli. There was like a, a distant interest if all options failed, because I, you know, he was like a backup option. But certainly in the last couple. of days there has been no offer and no interest so he wasn't going to join and lo and behold he was photographed holding up a Marseille shirt today um, so that isn't happening. Um, same for um, the guy that plays for Sunderland, um, Madger I think his name is. Now I'd never heard of him apart from watching that Sunderland program on Netflix. The two, well, He's one of the two young strikers that they use towards the end of the season now that his agent, and this is what I'm talking about with agents, his agent contacted West Ham and said look We'll give him to you for three million. We're happy to that for you to then loan him elsewhere. I've got all these clubs that will take him on loan next um, from you. And it was all agent work. Of course, the agent went to the paper because if all these clubs here, oh West Ham are interested, our oh, Everton are interested, our oh, Bordeaux are interested, oh all this clubs are interested, it makes them think, well, we're actually getting a good player here. Mm. So he apparently is joining Bordeaux. So there was no move on that. And that is what is happening with West Ham at the moment. Because look, we are. Everyone knows the announcement situation everyone knows we're looking for a striker the agents know this so the perfect way for them to sell their client is to say that West Ham are interested and then other clubs think oh West Ham are interested we better move quickly oh we better do that we better do that and we're just being used as a game agents contact the newspaper they contact me honestly if I show you some of the emails that I've got I've got agents saying oh just to let you know that West for your set your show of uh, your Twitter West Ham are interested in thingamajig and he's going to be coming for this amount of money I asked one of my sources and half the time they haven't even heard of the player so you know it's just the agents doing all their work and unfortunately as I touched on before if it gets in Hawksport or Sky people think that's instant credibility and then they believe it and that's exactly what the agents want you just got to find a source that you can trust that doesn't bullshit oh, oh, just, oh no right there you oh, go no. <laughs> Paul is gonna <laughs> <laughs> why are you both looking at me I ain't said a word no exactly you're the innocent <laughs> one Oh, no, where did that Look at that, one-all, one oh, one-all. Oh, I apologise. Do you know what that was like, the equivalent of? Everyone going, oh, like that when Antonio missed, <laughs> yeah. which was me saying the first swear word, and then it 
balls to carry blaze it over the bar. I now everyone's going to forget I said it yeah, and just exactly focus on you. Yeah, no, I apologise to all <laughs> listeners for the offensive language I've just used. Um, and anyway, Not good enough for me. Another, we we still possibly looking at a loan at the end of the uh, end of the window. Um, the uh, Chelsea players I keep talking about. It. You know, there's a few other options. I hear Mahrez or whatever his name. Is at Leicester first team football? No, I, I doubt very much that we'd ever be able to Social pull Man that City, off. Yeah, he does, yeah. So I mean, sorry, yeah. Leicester and then going yeah. into Man City. Apparently, he's unhappy at the game time. He's got Man City. Now, look, I'm not saying that's happening, but be interested to see where he ends up at the end. Um, but we've got probably too many players like that anyway. But it's loans that will probably happen unless Anatovich goes. Interestingly, with Anatovich, the Chinese window doesn't shut till a lot after the English window. So there's a chance that they could put that bid in after our windows closed, which would mm. give a lot of issues. Fair, Think is, uh, something like that yeah in terms of an exclusive I don't have that obviously I've, I did about Lanzini and a few others but for Isla's event I'm going to plug free events now but I'm going to do it very quickly free um, charitable fundraising accounts obviously Isla we all know about that don't need to say much more other than they're having a charity match and they're getting celebs to play um, uh, ex-West Ham team I think and um that's happening at Aveley. You know, look at Isla's um, Twitter page, look at mine, look at Baz's. It will all be on there. But Marlon Howard and Colton Cole have agreed to play as well. That hasn't been announced yet, so it's a bit of news for that. So, obviously, Isla's support, I think, has been amazing from West Ham fans. That will be a great event to go to. There's talk that we may be involved somehow as well, which I'll have to share with you guys later. But, anyway, exciting. Um, we're just getting people telling us to wash our mouths out with soap because of our swearing. That's probably up on my phone. Um, and uh, so the other one is um, Wardy, you know, our good friend Mark Ward. You know, he's um, done so much for West Ham as a player and now as the pre-match events as well. Um, his sister, sadly, Sue, was diagnosed with motor neuron um, disease that she lives in a, um, up in Liverpool, I think, and they want to raise money to be able to convert her home so that she can stay in it rather than having to go into a specialist care um, centre. I've, I've tweeted that page out a lot. You know, Mark Ward loves this club he did loads for us as a player you know it's a way to pay pay someone back for that and the last one I tweeted it just before I came on air um, we're going to do the last song out as a respect to him I won't name him because he's a very proud man but the, there's a Twitter link that I've put out we're only looking for £500 he's just come across some hard times in life as we all have at some point and as a West Ham family which is special I think we should do what we can to help this fella out Brilliant. Well said, mate. So, um, so you've heard. So, if we can all come together as a West Ham family and um, look to throw a few quid at these charities, they're all fantastic causes. And of course, you know, one of our own who's, who's struggling at the moment, being the third option. Um, good luck to, to everyone, um, whether you're donating or you're having money donated to you. Okay, so um, we are going to miss the next tune. So to, to nick ourselves back some time. So I'm going to play the outro, and then we'll be straight back with questions from our collective followers on social media. Exco give it to ya Wait for you to get it on your own Exco deliver to ya Exco give it to ya He gon' give it to ya Exco give it to ya This is Julian Dix You're listening to The West Ham Way On Phoenix FM Right, okay, so um, as always, thanks for, to everyone for sending their questions in There's been lots of them as always And Kev's going to kick us off with the first one at Bobby Mac 5 says, if you had to choose between a fully fit Dean Ashton or a fully fit Andy Carroll, both in their primes, who would you choose and why? Personally, I'd have Ashton. I think he'd have been a world class without his injury. Mm, totally agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 
don't even need to think about that one, Ashton. Yeah, I think Quite Ashton for me. One thing I would like to say about Andy Carroll is that he has really been working really hard in training to secure a deal at West Ham now. What I said about the house earlier, uh, just an interesting thing, it was already on um, Twitter, but uh, I think it's... Um, so I was just like sort of saying what someone already said, but it is um, he is desperate to stay at West Ham. So it could be that he's just looking to move to another house, possibly. Mm. So. Uh, right, my phone's dead, so I've got my own breaking news here. So if you just want to alternate the questions between the two of you. Okay. Um, right, where are we? Uh, uh, sorry, I'm mine. I'm, I wasn't expecting that. Right, which country other than England would you say has produced the best West Ham players? Argentina has produced some talents. Tevez, Zab, Lanzini. Um, yeah, what, what country? Uh, for, for, for West Ham, yeah. JC Hammer 13. Oh, sorry, yeah, for uh, yeah. JC Hammer 13. As someone else has put underneath, Scotland have done well for us. Yeah. Snodgrass, McAvenny, Hutchinson. Yeah, um, that's a good question, Ray uh, oh, That's a good question. That's put us right on the spot, that is. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, obviously, Argentina in more recent times. Scotland is a good shout, actually. Well, Wales, Bellamy, Gabadon, Artson, um, Collinson. Yeah. Uh, there's someone else I'm thinking Ireland, of. Ireland, Dowie, Roland. <laughs> <laughs> not, not too many Italians, is there really? When you look uh, back Canio in... Canio Diamante. Yeah. Um, pff, can't really think of any others. There's some pretty good French players as well. Yeah, France. Jamal, Canute. Bernard Lamar. <laughs> yeah, Bernard Lamar. Although Canute was Marley in the Edward end, wasn't Cissé, he? Edouard your favourite player. Yeah, I can't stand mm. him. But good question, though. Yeah, good question. Um, uh, with the recent cover... Oh, sorry, I'm reading no, the question. Go on, you can read no. it, mate. <laughs> At 75, Snapper, with the recent coverage that Dave Walker, Aka Superfan, has received following his stance on the Arnie situation, is it about time he got an agent as long as he doesn't leave XWHU employee and the show to seek more money? Well, I'm talking about options at the moment. Uh, I've been approached by various different stations. Um, obviously, I've got to look logistically because I'm going to be flying to these stations as well, so it's not so much of a problem in terms of traffic and uh, and kind of routes on the uh, on the train line and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm sort of open to options, but to be fair, I've got two arms, so if I'm flying, I could have you under my left arm, Kev under my right. So I'm sure we'll work something out. But it's very early days, but I appreciate the question <laughs> anyway. These radio shows in China. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always, I wish. It's always <laughs> been a dream of yours, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> right, go on, mate. right, at West Ham Fan Zone says, uh, reports came from Italy last week that Ed Milson Fernandez looks set to return to us in the summer. Uh, do you think he could become a key player for us under Pellegrini? I forgot about him. I think it, I think he could be. I mean, it depends. Like he's got something, eh? Yeah, he has something, something about him. I mean, he's still young, and obviously playing for Fiorentina, whether it's been consistently or not, is still a great experience and a learning curve. I think Pellegrini should look at him over the summer and make that judgment, and then take mm. it from there. Really, I haven't seen enough of him to be honest with you, because I think he was always. I, I mean, he's always young at West Ham. Don't get me wrong. I think I, I, I would imagine he's he's probably more of a sort of box-to-box midfielder, really. I don't know. I don't know, really. I'd have to have a look at him. Mm. It's hard to say. I mean, uh, is he the future of West Ham at this stage from what I've seen of him? I don't think so. I'd certainly like to hope not, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. How well has he been doing? Do well, you he know? could replace Obiang, I suppose, because he wants it out as well, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. a decent squad player at West Ham, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, at Old Castle Swift, is Adrian likely to go in the summer as he is clearly a backup keeper now? And if so, are we looking to replace him or trust Anang or Trot to step up? It's a difficult one with Adrian because I don't. I don't. 
we could have we could have always done better than him when he when he was number one for us. I mean, he was good at the last season of the bowling, but his first season he was wobbly. Like his first full season at West Ham. I like Adrian. I think he's a great character, but um, you know he's clearly not going to be happy as number two, is he? Mm. So who who would be happy as a number two? I suppose. Well, but and also he's a very good number two. And also, so. which, which academy goalkeeper? would be happy constantly seeing number twos being signed. Yeah. You know, at what point as a goalkeeper do you think, well, you know, I'm, I'm working hard, I'm getting a lot of praise here, this is my chance to get number two and then West Ham go and sign a number two. Mm. It's yeah. a tough call because, like you say, no one wants to sign as a number two, do they? No, I mean, as I said on the previous show, um, I think Anang is actually uh, maybe slightly ahead of Trot at the moment in terms of uh, opinions in the setup as to who's the better keeper. I think both of them are very highly rated and could go far both uh, Trots and England International as it is and um uh, Yang is potentially switching nationalities to B1 so I think that it could be a real um, a real interesting situation in a couple of years because both have got a lot of potential but I think probably with Fabianski being 33 if Adrian did go you would probably need to have another keeper knocking around I would suggest mm. but uh, Roy, Dave, Roy Davis 77 says um, do you guys think that a January transfer window should be scrapped uh, what were the problems regarding an outage occurring mid-season creating difficult situations for clubs and potentially uh, destabilising the harmony of the squad 100% I think they should go back to the old days when there wasn't a window you could just sign someone when you wanted to or when you needed to or would it be better to just have it in the summer and no and you have to go the whole season yeah, yeah well I don't know about that because if you do get ravaged with injuries what are you going to do well maybe keep the loan window open all, all season round yeah, 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 could do that. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, if you're in a relegation battle, you know, look at when we signed Hartson and Kitson. If you could only sign in the summer, we wouldn't have been able to do that. We would have gone down. But then, it, it, yeah, so we should have been. You can't get yourself out of trouble. But on the flip side, it does stop these and out of it situations happening, and it does almost make it a bit of a fairer playing. Like between the big clubs that can afford to spend loads in January and those that can't so it's kind of an interesting point isn't it It'd be, I mean part, the problem is there's so much money involved with transfers for obvious reasons but also in terms of publicity and news as I keep saying so if you took that away I think it would Cut back. Yeah. I don't like it. And, and then when I look back, and you two are probably going to bring up an example or prove me wrong now, but I always associate January with West Ham either using it to panic by because we're struggling to stay up or having some of our best players wanting to take the opportunity to leave halfway through the season. Yeah. I'm not too sure if I can remember too many January windows where we've, we've really used it to our advantage. You two might tell me wrong, but well, what we, signed, was, we, we actually signed Dane National in January, didn't we? Okay, so there's one. Probably I'll, the I'll give one. you that one. Yeah, I mean, um, wasn't that. wasn't when was that? That was like 2006 or something. Yeah, so I'm saying that was probably the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, 2005. I mean, that's not a great return on a, a, a yeah. January transfer winner for me, and I suppose what I'm saying is I don't like it. I remember when no, we got relegated like under Avram Grant, didn't we sign like loads, didn't we? We signed like Denver Robbie Bar, Keane. Robbie Keane, Victor <laughs> Wainbridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was Victor Rabin one of them, or was he there from the start? I mean, he was there from the start, was possibly, yeah. but yeah, definitely Wainbridge, Robbie Keenan, Denver Bar. There might have even been one other. Was Lars Jacobson there? No, we still go not. down with players like that? Lars Jacobson. Robbie no, he was in September. Yeah, but anyway, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. How so? Even then, when mm. we signed some time, Denver Bard, a brilliant goals to game record for us, I think, um, and we still went down. So, yeah, he's got seven in eleven, I think, something like that. Yeah, really good. Yeah, 
sorry, I'm really getting distracted by my phone at the moment. Um, this is from um, at Lena Star. Um, shout out to you. Um, do, you do, do you think all the injuries cause a lot of our inconsistency? Is our squad too small? Joel, interestingly enough, I was just reading that while she was answering the last question. I was listening to Sam Allardyce on TalkSport yesterday, and he said when he was at Everton, it's, do, you know how many, do you know how many players are at Everton? I'm talking about on all levels, like under 23s, under 18s, you know, the, res, the reses, the first team. 97 players were at Everton when he was there. Really? And he said he just could not get rid of any of them. It was just far too big. Mm. Well, that's, that's, a, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, 97 I mean, players. I mean, the other, the other thing I'd add to that, and, and again, it is a good question and a valid point and a valid argument if you believe the opposite of what I'm about to say, but... I mean, surely every club, it's not just exclusive to West Ham, every club suffers with injuries, every club has suspensions. Yeah, Yeah. so, uh, you know, I I think that is almost borderline using using it as an excuse if that came from the club, because I think everyone's in the same boat in that respect. But secondly, you know, if we have one or two injuries, or maybe even three, and we really start struggling, then you'd seriously have to question the investment we've made in the squad, because you you make that investment to cater for such scenarios like that. If we lose players, other players should be good enough to come back in and, and feel that space so it's a frustrating one unfortunately it is a constant at West Ham that we suffer with injuries we always mm-hmm. have done yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, at Hammers Fan 023.80 what do you think of the stick Andy Carroll got for the miss at the weekend I was shocked that people seemed more annoyed with him for missing um, the chance than with Anatovic for allegedly refusing to mm. play which is a point I made as well I tell you what we've well I say we a lot of our supporters have just become a forgiving bunch over the years. Like really soft. I mean, you two know my views on Anatovic. I mean, yeah, we should keep him because we haven't got anyone else or whatever, but I just want him as far away from this football club as possible now. What about Andy Carroll? Do you think he gets too much stick? He does get a lot of stick, but then again, we spoke about this on a number of occasions as well. He doesn't look after himself, which we all know about, but then again, it's not his fault that he's always injured and it's not his fault that he was offered 90 grand a week. So I do feel a bit of empathy in that sense. Um, but for the Marco and out of his argument, I just I want him as far away from this football club as possible. Really do. Mm. I mean, when it comes to Andy Carroll for me... He's yeah, start a rot again. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Andy's fault he got off at 90 grand a week and it was at the time we needed him. I actually think you look over the period he was here, I think he scored some really important goals for us. He's been part of a lot of happy memories mm. at West Ham, including the last season at the Bowling. And I, I don't look at his time at West Ham as a disaster. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think the, the problem with Andy, and we have said this before, is that it is... A, <sighs> The, the, wor- the worst kept secret in football that when he is injured and it's no one's fault you get injured he doesn't do everything that he can to come back from that injury mm. and because of that I suppose he has to accept being an easy target when things don't go his way but do I agree with it? No, because I think like you say X and you hit now on the head apparently he's given everything at West Ham at the moment mm. To, mm. To, to try and get back in the side. And so. I think, you know, I think like I said, over the times he's been at West Ham, yeah, he's had all these injuries are they his fault? No, and yeah that miss was poor, but a lot of the time he's done quite well for us when he's been able to play, so it is a bit harsh to absolutely slaughter him for yeah, his whole time. Yeah, of course it is yeah. of course it is. I mean, yes, it's a time when we can all gasp and say, how the hell did he miss that? Mm. But it shouldn't go too much further than that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We should be, you know, getting behind our players in that respect, not absolutely slaughtering them. Yeah. Especially when you've got someone like Marco and Altovic sitting there who should be taking that sort of flack. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, at Neil Badger one says, do you think Nathan Holland will make it to the first team or do you think because of his niggling injuries he is getting left behind? 
I think you'd know more about um, this. I think he's know. definitely good enough. He's got a lot of potential and I think he's been unlucky. These injuries have occurred at the, the wrong time for him, you know. His argu arguments to say that um, he would have been in there ahead of Dean Garner had he been fit. And now look what's happened to Dean Garner since then. You know, got himself a new contract and is a regular squad member. Um, so I do feel very sorry for him. I think he will make it. I think he could possibly do with a loan, maybe, just to get himself playing regularly. Um, but yeah, I definitely think he's got the potential, definitely. Mm, well, proof's in the pudding when he actually gets the opportunity, he's got to take it because, as we said so many times before, there's a big gulf between the under-23s and playing in the first team in the Premier League. So we'll judge him on on uh, how he handles the opportunities he's given, I suppose. Yeah, um, this is a big shout-out to Matthew Lynch because he's the guy that's doing our banners oh, yeah, for our yeah, event. Yeah, nice one, so ma massive thank you to him at Mr. MM. L1 is his Twitter. Do you see the parallels of our inconsistency with those of Noble over the year? years? Again on Saturday after being great against Brighton, good against Arsenal, is poor v Bournemouth. It's almost always the same pattern and they mirror each other over the past three years? Possibly. Possibly. But I guess when we've played poor, everyone's played poor. So most of the time, not everyone, but like the majority of the team and maybe, maybe... It's the same with every player. Well, like three quarters of the players. I don't know. Mm. But when we play badly, they play badly. That's why we've lost. It's a tough one. I haven't really given that thought until that question was asked. It's, um, it's, it's a tough one. And I suppose, yeah, to a degree, if you've got your, your captain underperforming, it's not a good start for the rest of the boys, is yeah. it? Yeah, no. Exactly. So, yeah, but, yeah, there might be something in that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I haven't thought about that before. It's a good question. Mm. All right, mate. Uh, Dom King ninety eight asks, "Have you been sacked from Portsmouth yet?" <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, uh, I, I left on my own accord. Uh, I think it's it's best to say that I, I'm taking a, a well deserved break, and I'm sure Portsmouth will welcome me back with open arms when I'm good and ready, and I'll be back shaking door handles in no time. <laughs> oh, you've driven round there, uh, the Rainbow Road, whatever it's called, on Mario Kart. Was it you that used to put a suit on? Yeah, for cup finals. Yeah, of course I did. Shirt and tie. No, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm yeah. serious. <laughs> yeah, this is why it's got so much potential for a YouTube channel. Yeah. I was telling him if he acts this out whilst he's yeah, doing Yeah, press it. conferences in the bathroom and all sorts. Yeah, I don't miss about, mate. I take my responsibilities very seriously. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at Carol's house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, right, OK, I think that is all we've got time for, lads. So um, we're playing this out with a, a very specific specific song chosen by X that I think could well be chosen by other people X is that right what we, yeah what uh, it was to, you know the guy that we did a shout that I shouted out for that's a bit down I asked him to choose his um his favourite song and this is it yeah well I hope things pick up for you mate anyway and I hope you're listening and uh, and very best of luck to you I hope things change for you um, and that is the end of the show so but before we go I just wanted to say that the goodbye ginger event on Thursday the 21st of February is now sold out and the first pre-match event of the season on Saturday the 2nd of March featuring Ludo McCloscoe uh, tickets are very limited for that because uh, obviously as you can imagine they've gone very quickly too so if you do want to come please secure your place sooner rather than later and thanks to everyone who's bought tickets to both events as well I'm sure they'll be excellent brilliant okay so be lucky and until next week come, come on you irons, irons.
what you did to me, I spent all my years in believing you, but I just can't get no relief. Lord, somebody, somebody, ooh, somebody, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love, find me. Somebody to love, find me.